Hey, how's it going? This is Billy. And I'm Jen. You're listening to Coffee Talk with Billy and Jen. Cheers. Thank you for joining us. Here's to... Uh, here's Great coffee and good conversations. Yeah. That could be a new tagline. Great coffee and, and good conversations. Or good coffee and great conversations. I'm loving it. Um, we love coffee, but babe, I am not a coffee snob. You kind of are. Yeah, it's kind of a thing. I'll drink McDonald's coffee. think it's actually pretty good. It's light, medium nope, roast. I honestly think you're not being completely honest with yourself about the McDonald's coffee. The reason why is because you put about 15 Splendas in a cup of half and half to even bear it. Wow. To so drink that's, it. I that's mean, a lie from the pit of hell. Um, well, I do one Splenda and oh, cream. No, let's just be honest. You ask for like four creamers, right? Let's be honest. I put one Splenda and, and like cream. five creamers. You, on the other hand, go to bougie. <laughs> the actual word is bourgeoisie. And everyone bourgeoisie. who's listening is bourgeoisie. like, I'm on Jen's side. We vote good coffee, like the new one, 203 Fahrenheit degree, whatever it is. So bougie. Yeah, it's a little bit. So bougie. I went there with a good friend of mine. His name is Anthony and his wife, Fiona. We went there. Anthony is just this ripped dude, tatted up, such a good guy, business owner. Um, He's a man's man for sure. And he's also a good husband, a good father. He's all that. But he definitely gives off the man vibe, right? We walk in, he orders a macchiato. (laughs) He thinks he's going to get what you get at Starbucks, like, you know, a 12-ounce thing. It's this little cup. It's a little, little dinky cup that he literally can't drink without putting his pinky up. And it comes with this glass of sparkling. I thought maybe it was like, I thought it was maybe like boiling water. I'm like, maybe you pour that that shot of whatever, that little you mean the water into cute the little shot macchiato into that. And so I walk up to the thing. I'm like, hey, what's the thing for? They're like, oh, that's a seltzer water to cleanse your palate. I was like, we're cleansing our palate now? I just it's want a, a mug of joe. Well, welcome to the Just give me a hot mug of, of joe. <laughs> You, you, on the other hand, will oh, drive God. through McDonald's. Was it the best day of my coffee? life just laughing at Anthony as he drank it with his pinky? I'm like, hey, cleanse but your he palate. But he did admit that it was really good coffee. It was. Yeah. yeah. Cleanse so, your palate, Anthony. Hey, here's to good coffee. Well, here's to here's to regular coffee, okay? Dunkin' Donuts, here we go. The average man. Here's to coffee for the rest <laughs> of we, us. We cheers. <laughs> That's what I want. Again. Coffee for the rest of us. Oh, you bourgeoisies. <laughs> bourgeoisie. <laughs> oh, what are we talking about today? Getting people. Um, Real good. I'm excited. If you are tuning in for the first time, my name is Billy. This is my wife, Jennifer. At the end, you're going to hear a, a lovely accent from a girl named Grace, who we asked to do. Uh, she's a good friend of ours. And she said, hey, I will talk at the end of your your podcast. <laughs> I just love her British. She's Australian. Her I British think you're accent. obsessed with the British accent. I, I a am. A little bit. I'm obsessed with it. But if you are joining us for the first time, kind of our whole thought of what this podcast is about is we just like to talk about everyday life and we have honest conversations about things that are on our heart or things that have come up during the week and we do our best not to script this. We talk through a few points before I turn on the mic. Um, there's a huge crew that runs this program. You should know that. Huge Vic crew. the Sound Chick runs that. Shout out to Vic. Um, but there's like 27 production people. There's Netflix is here, yep. Amazon Prime. Couple cameras. Hulu. Yeah. Some, uh, some coffee runners. You Flickr. Know. It's Flickr a thing. <laughs> um, Bumble is around. Okay. <laughs> Dating apps? What are we talking about? Uh, Microsoft is in the building. <laughs> I just start dropping all these names. Starbucks corporate. No. Serving it. Oh. No, Dunkin' Donuts. <laughs> Don't even mess. Dunkin' uh, Donuts. We are sponsored we by need Dunkin'. We a sponsor from them. Um, so it was, our whole thought is just to kind of have everyday conversations that hopefully help you, and it's kind of us. Um, some of the things I think we 
99% we agree with what we say after we turn off the mic. Sometimes we're like, whoops, messed up. And we <laughs> but that's keep the, it on there. But that's the beauty of that's this. We beauty. refuse to edit. Um, so, babe, today wanted to talk about something that is so important to us. It's a value for us as a, as a, as a husband and wife, especially for our family. Um, authenticity. Just living authentic lives. Um, I kind of live by this this principle, and you'd certainly do too. You are at your best when you are just you. Mm. Um, not trying to act like something you're not. Not trying to be someone you're not. Like just do you. Not just do it. We could do that as well, you and I. But we, what we're saying is like just do you. Yep. Just do you. Be you. That's where you're at best. your best. And but I think in society, wouldn't you agree? It's prevalent in society. So everyone's much. trying to be something they're not. They're not. Mm-hmm. What is up with that? There's such a lack of authenticity. We have been like agitated about it in the last like four or five days. We've that's all we've been talking about. It's four like, or five decades. It's I just mean, four. But even more so this week, we just kind of agitated about just different scenarios. Uh, we've been involved in different conversations around people, and it's just like, man, people, even at our age, I mean, I'm pushing 30, I'm pushing 40, hmm. and it's like people who are like our age who are still struggling with being something they're not, trying to find their identity, trying to trying to act like something, and it's not who they really are. And I wonder, and part of me wonders, because be, to be authentic, I think if I were to put a tagline on authenticity, it would be authenticity, then tagline would be imperfection required 100 percent. like not even needed like no to be truly authentic you have to embrace the fact that you're not perfect man and i think people are so afraid to let people see that their weakness to see that maybe you're not the best at something and i'm and i'm just i'm i'm kind of winging it here but it's like what is so difficult about being genuine but when you meet someone who's genuine Anyone who's listening, when you, you run into someone who's authentic, you see the good. I mean, they are. It's you want to be around those people. Yes. They make you feel good about you. I was playing poker with some of the fellas last night. Um, that's kind of like a Bible study thing we do. Um, we get together. Oh, okay. yeah, 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 yeah. Very, very spiritual and stuff. And we're playing poker, and there's like 18 guys there, right? And the whole name, and I love cards for sure and i'm not talking about gambling if you're out there like oh that's the devil's game no you're the devil's game (laughs) he's playing you like a fiddle um i'm playing cards we're having a lot of fun there's very little money involved is there money involved of course it's not you can't even play unless there's money involved because you won't play for real you'll be all in every hand and we don't want to play with you so we put a little cash on the game just to make people keep them honest like there's a theme here right the whole truth nothing but the truth the whole the whole point of poker is to act stronger than you are or so like if if i if i don't think i can win the pot i want everyone at the table to think i can't so i'm playing super tough everyone is faking at this table and that's part of the game as much as i hate faking like that you have to do it in poker also if i actually have the best hand we call that the nuts i'm just giving you poker lingo if i have the nuts if i have the best (laughs) hand on the table okay (laughs) i wasn't talking about those stop (laughs) literally talking about it's a poker term called the nuts means you have the best hand on the table then what i'll do is i'll play weak because i actually want people to put their money in so i can take them for more so i'll kind of be like ah and it's all it's everything is faking i'm sitting there last night being like it's fun to fake when it's for jokes it is the saddest thing when people are faking and not being themselves and putting on a front and trying to be something they're not in real life that's sad what we were doing was fun. Remember when we were youth pastors? I'm asking you. Remember when we were youth pastors? Like, um, 
15, how many years ago were we youth pastors? A lot of years ago. Man, I don't even want to say. How many years has it been? It hasn't been that many. 10? Longer than 10. 14. 14 years. 13 years. It's been 13 years. That's true. 13 years since we were youth pastors. And I used to, I used to have such a bad attitude um, because youth pastors kind of had this game. And I, I once wrote this blog called Inglorious Pastors which sounds very close to a movie title, but it was called Inglorious Pastors. And I just went off on like um, guys who are like playing this game. Like, hey, how you doing, man? You know, I'm, I'm Johnny Big Time. Yeah, yeah. Hey, man, uh, I was having lunch with so-and-so. Drop some guy's big, na- you know, some some big name person. Like he, he mentioned, you said you were a good guy, you know? And I'm like, oh, okay, great. Hey, man, you got a business card? Well, maybe we get together, you know? Uh, you know, And like, I just, I like was like, dude, do you, please stop acting like you're so important. I cannot handle this. Like I would get so upset about people trying to act, you know, like, Hey man, yeah, I've been preaching a lot. Yeah. I'm on kind of on a circuit. Yeah. You know, they start dropping names and everyone's like, yeah, yeah. And I'm like, are we in high school, man? Serious. Like, do you need validation? You're popular. <laughs> Is that what you need? You're the man. <laughs> like, you're a big deal. You're such a big <laughs> deal, man. Like you and your 17 youth, like, wow, you're in the big times, you know, and it's just like, and everyone's trying to, climb this and I just got so jaded and if one knew me back then I just refused to play what I considered to be a fake game and I think and I'm gonna pick on pastors I can pick on them because I am one and I'm gonna pick on public preachers I can pick on them because I am one um man they'd have two personalities when the TVs would come on or when the stage, stage would light up mm-hmm. they would turn into this like hey and they're super flamboyant and almost unreal like how can you be that energetic? How can you be that positive and that corny? And then, you know, they walk off the stage and they're a completely different person. And I just thought, like, that is that is the fakest thing. Um, right? Like those and are that, and not just in that that arena. That can happen in any okay. area. We go to Los Angeles a lot. We yeah. actually have a great community in Los Angeles. I love it. I love the people in Los Angeles, a part of our community down there. Um, and but if you go to Los Angeles and anyone who's in Los Angeles, they'd probably be like, he's right. One of the things I noticed distinctly, I've lived in a lot of places, Chicago, Baltimore, Alaska, California, um, South Carolina, Atlanta, Georgia, where are we at now? Seattle, right? We live all those places. Um, and going to Los Angeles, it's the only place in the world where I'm like, everyone here, or for the most part, it feels like everyone there is trying to act like there's something more than they're not. Mm. Like everyone's trying to act like somebody. Here's the thing. I guess in society, there are a bunch of somebodies there. However you judge what a somebody is, but society would tell us because they're famous or they're on your TV or they're on your radio. Right. There's a lot of somebodies walking around LA. Like, you, you know, you can go into a coffee shop and be like, hey, I'm pretty sure I saw you on the movie. You know, like stars or celebrities, all that. So everyone's trying to give this appearance. You don't actually ever know. Is that someone famous? I'm not sure. So it's like everyone like plays to it. And dresses, acts, carries themselves like they're more. And I literally feel like I'm suffocating. I I will get up in front of our community in Los Angeles and be like, listen, you are the most beautiful people in one room I have ever seen in my entire life. And it's a true story. They are gorgeous. And I'm like, typically someone like me should be intimidated, but I'm not. Because I'm so far from this game, like I don't even get to show so far up from the Botox to game day, lifts. man. Like I can't be intimidated because I'm not even in the competition. <laughs> yes, you are, babe. You are a sexy man with that okay. deep V and that hair on that chest. Mm. Um, why are people trying to copy everyone? Right? Like I want to pull my hair out. I don't have any hair. Why can't you just be you, man? I got a friend who's like, "Do you, boo?" Do you, boo? And I'm like, thank you, boo. 
Do you? Um, when we first moved to Seattle 13 years ago, I love this man. Judah Smith is a good friend of mine. He's also my boss. He's also our pastor. Like, right, there's just a lot of complicated connections. And Judah is one of the greatest communicators on the planet. If you don't know who Judah Smith is, that's cool. He wouldn't want you to, he hates that I would drop his name, in fact. But um, if you're in the church world, if you've ever listened to a Christian podcast, you've probably run across Judah Smith, right? Kind of just one of these, he's an anomaly. And he really, one thing I love about Judah is he is truly himself. authentic. The mm-hmm. dude you see on the stage, on behind the camera, that's the dude. Like, that's who he is. That's why I love him. That's why most people love him. Not everyone loves him because no crazy? one loves everybody. We all can right. get, you know, no one's perfect. Anyways, babe, remember like, <laughs> I don't know. 2007. Okay. We arrived. About 12 years ago, we show up in Seattle. And any guy between the age of 15 and 35 was literally <laughs> a Judah That's Smith true. clone. They wore the glasses. They did their hair City the way teams. he did it. They were in the clothes he wore. I mean, it was. And Judah knew it, too. He's like, what is happening? It was happening? getting a little crazy. And I'm not mad at yeah. Judah. He didn't do anything about it. But it was crazy. I'm like, why do these people want to be somebody else other than themselves? Hmm. What is that in humanity? Um, what is it in human nature that makes us feel like we have to be something we're not? I mean, do you have any thoughts on that? Like, what is what? Why would you say what is the root of that kind of like people trying to copy? Um, I always tell people like, hey, be you. When I talk to communicators in our community, when I talk to just anybody, like, hey, be you. the The greatest ability is in you being you. That's the greatest grace on your life. Um, if I was in a church world, I'd say the greatest anointing rests on you, the real you, who God made you to be. Um, the moment you try and be like someone else, at the very best, all you will ever be is just a decent copy of an original. Uh, if I read a di- dictionary right now, the definition of the word copy is, to pull out my little online dictionary here, something that is exactly like something else in appearance or function, but not the genuine goods. Here's a definition of fake. Something that appears or is presented as being genuine, but is not. Um, we just have a lot of people trying to copy other people in society. And that's just that's not just today. That's always totally. been. Babe, why? Answer the question for us. I don't know why? if I can. I don't know if I can. I think the first thing that comes to my mind is they're inherently all humans have a tendency to, to not genuinely love who they are. Like the, the what was that noise? Was that the dog? Oh, this little sweet Capone on my lap. The Capone and the just coffee sneezed, maker. All and of it. The coffee just all finished. at once. But I, I just when I think about that question, I think about there's so many of us who who kind of are not satisfied with the way we look, the personality that God's given us, the things that we're actually gifted to do. We 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 want something we don't have. And I think if as we grow up, if we keep leaning into that, then we have everything you're talking about. So you think it's bred out of kind of insecurity? hundred percent. I think that's, that's I, from a child, I look at children from, from middle school, elementary to middle school to high school, if we're not careful, we grow up to be quite insecure and we constantly are wanting something we don't have or we want to be someone we're, we're not. And then before you know it, we're now in our 30s and our 40s and we're still struggling with something we should have worked through a long time ago. Yeah, and insecurity is so real. And I, so insecurity drives us to want to be someone else or like someone else. And I, I came across this this thought the other day. An echo is never as clear as a voice and a shadow cannot move on its own. Hmm. So if you're if you're if you're 
if you're content to be an echo, you're never going to be as clear as a voice. Like find your voice. And if you're just going to be the shadow of something that is, you can't go anywhere on your own. It takes a lot of courage and self-confidence. And I would go as far as say God confidence, but self-confidence to be you and all of your imperfections because we all have them, right? Well, I mean, let's just say, I'm going to ask you the question. I mean, you grew up, you know, like you, you've told the audience that you had a little bit of a weight problem. You were super insecure as a child. Wait a second. Are you calling me went fat? In, went into your middle school years really still No, I'm struggling. sorry. Are you actually calling me fat? <laughs> <No>. <laughs> I'm joking. <laughs> and then your high school years, you know, even your coach saying you're fat and you're slow, Billy. And I mean, like a football coach saying that to a high school student, like how did you overcome the deep insecurities and find your voice? <laughs> I punched him in the face and then I went on him, you know, yeah. Um, uh, but how did you, how did you deal with your insecurities? How did you find your voice and I not think, just become an echo? Man, that's such a great question. I want to say like I had a good dad, which just isn't fair, right? That isn't fair. I realize probably the majority of the people listening to this podcast didn't have maybe the family upbringing that I had or the father that I had, which is not fair. And But I won't apologize for it. I think there's something to be said. And that's a podcast we should talk about more on the importance of a father. And I'm talking about that even if you're a single mom and there isn't a man in the picture. There We have a heavenly father. There's the, the spirit of a father um, it's just so real. And I think that really did change and me. It brings my, my security. Yeah, security. I think insecurity leads to anxiety. 100%. And I just, my parents wouldn't let me live an anxious life. They wouldn't let us be stressed out. I actually had a ten, tendency to be an anxious kind of person. I still do. And my dad kind of bred this confidence in me of who I was, not only in God, but who I was to him. And that my imperfections, like my dad was never embarrassed I was overweight. Um, he never made me feel embarrassed about that. Now, did he help me get healthy? Yeah. I think as I look back on my life, he kind of indiscreetly underhandedly enrolled me in sports all the time. And I think he was helping me because he realized like, Hey, you need to actually kind of combat this. But instead of me making you feel insecure about it or, or playing against he your confidence. He redirected you to the right areas. Yeah. yeah. Um, now, what is so bad about people that they have to hide the real them? And that's the question I think we have to ask ourselves. I think, Babe, you live this way. This is what attracted me to you. Like, you're not going to make apologies for the areas where you're not the best. Like, you're going to offend somebody. It doesn't give us license to be mean or, you know what I'm saying? But it's like, we are who we are. I remember you used to say, when I first met you and we were dating, you would say to people, build a bridge and get over it. Which is so insensitive. <laughs> oh, man. Vic the sound chick got her good. She remembers that. That was insensitive people and would be like, not okay. You hurt my feelings. And you'd be like, build a bridge and get over it. a little bit of kindness. <laughs> yeah. Your tact was a little lacking. Harsh and but rough. But I love the it. fact that you're like, listen, it. man, this is what it is. I'm a work in progress, and I think it, I think we can have that mentality if we're willing to make changes and try and grow. We should mm-hmm. always be growing. It's not like is what it is. No, I think come on, we can get better. I can be more sensitive. I can be more kind. I can Absolutely. be more loving. I can be more courageous. I, I can help other people. Like I think we can always grow. But at the end of the day, like embracing the fact that, like, hey man, you don't have to hide anymore. Can I just say this to people listening? Permission to be you. Thank Honestly, you. you ever seen that movie Goodwill Hunting where Robin Williams is hugging Matt Damon? He's like, it's not your fault. It's not your fault. And, he, and he's like, I know. He's like, no, no, it's not your fault. I feel like we're having that moment right now over the airwaves. And I just want to say to you, permission to be you. And you're like, I know, I know. No, man. Permission to be you. Exactly. I know, I know. You know For real. We need to have permission a moment here. To- like, 
You can be you. Mm-hmm. It's okay. In fact, we don't need another carbon copy of someone else. Why are you hiding? Why are you hiding? The world needs you. Remember when Serenity was three years old, babe? And she would always want to play hide and seek. Her favorite And game. the way Serenity would play hide and seek was always, I would, I would always, she'd like, daddy, you count and I'll hide. So we should have just called it hide. <laughs> she just wanted to hide. And <laughs> she would go off and hide. And then I'd play it off. And I'd be like, oh, you know, you know, ready or not, you know, here I come, you know, and I'd kind of count down to 10 and I could hear her giggling. And so Serenity, this was so true. She would always go to the same hiding place because she loved it. And <laughs> she would, so funny. and she would think, I would not know where she's at. So I, I played off a little bit. I, where are you? Come out, come out, wherever you are. I can't find you. And then all of a sudden there she would be and I'd grab her and you know she would she'd erupt in. Oh, you oh, found me, you yeah. found me. She'd be like, do it again. Count, daddy, count. So I'd count again. Here's what she would do. She'd go back to the exact same hiding spot. Every time. And she in her mind. Every time. I didn't know where she was. She was hiding under our coffee table. Did I mention the coffee table was glass? Okay, she was laughing like this. Thinking we can't hear her. I'm standing in the room. Our house was only 900 square feet. It's impossible for me not to find her. But she goes the exact same spot. But in her mind, Daddy has no idea where I'm at. So I'd play it off, and I'd go, and I'd find her, and she'd she'd erupt like, "Oh, do it again!" And she would go back to the exact same spot. Thing of it is, I'm always going to know where my daughter is. I'm always going to be able to find my daughter. She can't hide from me if she wanted to. I think for people out there that are in hiding, like, okay, maybe you're fooling your spouse. Maybe you're fooling your close friends. Maybe you're fooling mom and dad. Maybe you're fooling the mentor. Maybe you're fooling the boss. Maybe you're fooling society. But please understand, you can't fool God. Mm -hmm. He sees you. And here's the thing, man. He's always looking for you and he loves you. And I know I just flipped this whole thing to God. But how can you not Not, when we're talking about this? Um. It cannot be, your identity can't be wrapped up in your bankroll, in your fame, in your accomplishments, in your success. Please tell me that you are finding who you are in something bigger than that. Then let me ask you a question. Why do you think people keep on hiding? Even even after you've said all of that, at the age of 30-something, whatever age they are, they're still hiding. They're still afraid to be truly who they really are. Because they don't believe that who they are is valuable. And that's where I think... The thought of God comes in, and it's just, it's undeniable. And we purposely tried not to make this a Christian podcast. We are followers of Jesus. There's no denying that. It's it's changed our lives. But, but I mean, you cannot actually have this conversation without bringing that up. Yeah. Because they don't think they're valuable. And society may have told them they're not valuable. And the industry they work in may say, you know, we have friends in the modeling industry, which is a brutal industry, by the way. Mm-hmm. Everyone looks the exact same. They're all beautiful. And it's based on flaws is what it is. Like you get a job or not based on your flaws. You have too many flaws. This person has less flaws. We'll choose a person. It's like, that is just a brutal, brutal industry. Um, But the value comes from the fact, not of what people say about you, but about what you ultimately believe God says about you. Here's the thing with serenity. Back to that illustration. She actually wanted to be found. And I think people out there actually want to be themselves, Mm. but they're afraid. Serenity wasn't afraid I would find her. She wanted me to find her. Actually, every time I found her, she would erupt in this laughter, and I'd pick her up, and I loved her. And it, For me as a dad, even though we played this game over and over again, it's one of my fondest memories with my daughter, right? Because she's my daughter. And I think what we're trying to say to people is like, listen, there's a God out there, whether you know him or not, that loves you so much, has such a plan for your life. Whether you subscribe to church or any of that, it doesn't matter. 
because it's not a list of do's and don'ts and rules. And if you could realize, if you could somehow come to the revelation that he values you, I promise you, you'd want to be found. And you would all of a sudden have this confidence in who you are, all of your imperfections included, Mm -hmm. right? Totally. Um, And I think what you're saying is, is spot on, but I also think once people realize that, I think, you know, we do what we always practice. And so if I'm always, I've always tried to be something I'm not, I think, honestly, it's just a matter of getting out of the habits of maybe saying or acting or being something that you're really not, like actually kind of force yourself to to practice yourself, like practice who you really are. And before you know it, you become the best version of yourself. And I, and I just, I see it in my relationships. People do things because that's what they've always done. And it's not even who they really are. And so I think at some point you have to say, okay, and kind of enough is enough. I, I've got to dig deep and figure out who am I? And am I going to continue to be something I'm not? Yeah, and don't let the standard be a comparison. And I think that's, you know, that's where people get, that's where insecurity really comes from comparing ourselves with each other. Like I was saying, like in LA, I don't compare myself with the beautiful stars and athletes that are sitting in that room. You know what? I just, I know who I am. Like, so what's your deal, man? Like, do you, do you model? No, I'm a great dad. That's so good. I, I'm a good husband. I'm a, I'm a solid friend. You know one, of, one of my favorite <laughs> like, books is um, by this girl who, Many of you probably know her, Rachel Hollis, and she said this quote, someone else's opinions of me is none of my business. Oh, man. Say that again. And, and someone else's opinions of me is none of my business. Someone else's opinion of me is none of my business. Isn't that so great? It's like basically oh, giving it. yourself permission to stop caring what everybody thinks. Yeah. And that to me is like, that's a wow moment. Like yeah. I just need to stop caring so much what everybody else is doing and everyone else is thinking and everyone else is acting and just begin to be who I really am. There's a lot of great people out there in this world. You're one of them. If you're listening right now, I just feel like, I feel like, you know, I feel like Dr. Philip in this joint. Like you are one of those great people. Mm -hmm. Permission to be you again. No reason to hide. You're actually, hiding is an illusion, by the way. It's funny, man. Sometimes people are living in this fantasy world and I feel like some people are like, well, what if they can't see it? Like, how do they know that they're like, they're faking it, that they're copying it? We all get glimpses. Every single one of us. I promise you, a loved one, a friend, God himself, gives us these opportunities to have the courage to admit, like, you know what? That's actually not me. Um, please don't let your dream be to be someone else mm. or something you're not. Be what God has called you to be. You're like, well, how do I know what that is? Well, it's a lot of times the reason we're on life, we're actually good at things. And you can tell. People tell you you're good at it. You There's a grace that comes with it. There's an ease that comes with yep. it. There's a joy and a fulfillment that comes from it. Um, it's not just mom and the people closest to you saying you're great. And even if they're lying, like, you know, yep. like you just know, you, you and know. people want you to do it. They ask you to do it. And when you start to realize those things, like, and when you're trying to do something or be something, honestly, be something that you're not, you'll have those moments. And then you're going to have to be have honest. the courage to be yep. honest in those moments. Yep. We all do. I've been blinded. You've been blinded. Yep. We've all had moments where I was like, wait, I think you're wrong. But I think, it takes courage to be honest with yourself. It does. And some people, like, they just can't see it. I think some of that's true, and I think also yeah. you get glimpses of it, but you don't want to see it. That's exactly right. Oh, man. That's exactly right. And I know we're dabbling and we're messing with people, but let's just be our best selves. 
and that'll produce so much health and wealth. I mean, like, think yeah. about think health of, and wealth. But think about if if I do what I'm actually gifted to do, I'm, it's going to create wealth. It's going to I'm going to be able to provide better. I'm going to be able to build better, authentic relationships. I mean, that's the truth. If you're yeah. really doing what you were created and gifted to do, it'll come with ease. It'll with come ease. without anxiety. Easy like Sunday morning. Easy like Sunday. Thanks, morning. Lionel Richie. Well, hey, I love this. I'm encouraged. Yeah. This podcast has encouraged me. So if you're listening, I hope you feel encouraged. We'll see you next time. Thanks for listening to Coffee Talk with Billy and Jen. Cheers. Cheers. Thanks for joining us today on Coffee Talk with Billy and Jen. Hey, if you've enjoyed this episode, please subscribe and we would love to hear from you. You can leave a review, rate us, or follow us on social media at Billy's Mafia. Here's to more coffee and honest conversations. Cheers. Cheers.